Medicare is complicated. Medicare can be confusing. Medicare is no fun to study. Will you know what decisions to make when Medicare time arrives for you? My name is Doug Jones, and I wrote a book to help you figure it all out. Medicare for the Lazy Man. It's on sale at Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com. Also, you can download and listen to my podcast, Medicare for the Lazy Man, wherever fine podcasts are given away free of charge. Medicare for the Lazy Man, simplest and easiest guide ever. Quietly humming crystal blue persuasion, it's the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. The housebroken Medicare podcast. He knows that fossil fuels have nothing to do with fossils. Medicare expert Doug Jones. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another thrill-packed episode of the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. If my Canadian nephew, Drew McMillan, didn't tell you, my name is Doug Jones. I'm your Medicare expert for today, and my goal in life is to help you win the big staring contest that you're going to have when you your Medicare time arrives. It's going to be a thrilling adventure when you and Medicare face off, but I bet you will win. And I know that you're going to win if you follow my suggestions. Buy my book, Medicare for the Lazy Man, 2023, well-organized and um, very palatable. So after a short read, you're going to be a Medicare expert just like me. And when your time to enroll in Medicare arrives, you're going to be victorious you're going to be uh, happy with the result, and you will live the rest of your life with excellent protection against medical expenses. No matter whether you're lucky and you're healthy the rest of your life or whether you have, you're have plagued with uh, illness, disease, and injury, uh, you will still have no fiscal worries if you follow my directions. Your protection will be uh, very uh, inexpensive, and it will be very effective. And you can get all of this knowledge in the book either at barnesandnoble.com or at amazon.com. If you go to Amazon, you've got your choice of four editions. You can get the paperback, which most people seem to buy. You can get the Kindle version downloaded immediately to your reading device. You can get the Audible book and listen to the book instead of having to read it. And then, of course, you can get the magnificently crafted $22 hardcover edition that will stand you in good stead for all the years that you have left, which I assume that's many, many years. So do that, and you will be a Medicare expert, and you will never fear the word Medicare again. Unfortunately, Randy Carson, my major domo, my um, podcast engineer, and my all-around buddy is always afraid of the word Medicare. Whenever I say Medicare, I see him involuntarily shudder. So, Randy, I promise to try to use that word as little as possible during the course of our podcast today. That would be very, very helpful because it just scares the crap out of me. And then I have to go drink more coffee and I'm already mm. I'm already hyped up on, you know, caffeine anyway. So it's just going to be better if you if you use it sparingly. I shall do that. 
I shall do that. Um, I did want to report on um, our new staff member, Melissa, who yes. is, uh, she's, she started working on a project that is um, what part of the workload that plagues me. I mean, it really gets heavy this time of the year because people are more attuned to um, the fact that maybe they ought to be thinking about changing their drug plans. And they also are thinking about, so a lot of people are contacting me because they're thinking about retiring. They're asking for quotes and I've just been swamped by all these requests. And I really hate to let the request age. So I thought, okay, let's bring in another family member. So my daughter, Melissa has joined us as a uh, uh, trainee, I guess. And as I mentioned before, uh, this is her probationary period. She has us under probation <laughs> to make sure that we're not too irritating to work with. How, and that's not the way I remember probation working, Doug. It, it does seem a little backwards, but on the other hand, I think she'll be a very valuable asset to add to the staff. So I'm gonna, I'm not going to argue about it. No, I'm, 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 I'm so much. I am so much looking forward to having her part of the team. I will say that we had a little encounter, and I'm not sure how I I have to get my I have to get my mind right. I guess um, <clears throat> I was showing her um, a procedure that I follow, and this is the drug plan printout. What you do is you go to the government website and you input all the information on your prospect who may take a certain number of drugs and who may have certain preferred pharmacies that they like to fill their prescriptions in. And then the uh, website will spit out a report showing the three cheapest drug plans for that person for the coming year. <clears throat> and so uh, that's what I was showing Melissa. And then she said, well, I noticed that the uh, information slops over onto a second page because it's really um, you know, it, it seems like it's a lot of information. Why don't we cut back on some of the uh, drug stores that we put in? And I said, no, I think it's a good idea for people to have more drug stores rather than fewer drug stores. And here's what she said to me. She said, oh, and I, I told her how I deal with it. I have a paper slicer and I have scotch tape and I do a little arts and crafts project on every report. It's really silly. I go to the dining room table and I have all this stuff spread out and Mary laughs at me and she says, arts and crafts again, huh? But when I finish with it, it's it has placed the information all on one sheet of paper. So here's what I heard Melissa say. I heard her say, no, here's what she told me. I'm, I'm sure this is what she thinks she was saying. She was saying that I think uh, there's a way to do this uh, digitally, and I can probably do it faster, better, and more uh, more efficiently if I do it digitally. You want me to try that? And I, I, of course, would say sure. Well, here's what I heard. Get out of my way, old man. You're you're just holding things up here. You're, you're just holding the bus up here, buddy. <laughs> yeah, just step aside. Let the new generation take over. Let, yeah. Let's let's see how this works using something besides a crayon and construction paper. Exactly right. And dull scissors. So, <laughs> so anyway, oh, we'll that's, see how this, that's hilarious. I, I didn't know if we were going to have a personnel problem on HR uh, thing that had to be reported to the authorities or whether this is something that she and I can work out. But I'm inclined to think that she's going to find a better way to do the silly things that I've been doing to try to accommodate our clients. I have a similar experience with my daughter way. I mean, way back, you know, we've been in business as, you know, C to C for you know, you know, coming on 20 years now uh -huh. uh, in another couple of years. 
And I way back in the day, I used to do all the design work on the websites. Okay. And, uh, you know, the coloring, you know, the, the, all the decorating, the coloring, you know, all that stuff. And I had one particular website, and I don't even remember who it was anymore, probably no longer a customer. But uh, I ha- I thought this was the best looking thing I had ever seen in my life. And I look, I, I, had, I hear a, I, I hear a butt coming. <laughs> there, there was a butt. Uh, and so I showed it to Brenna, my daughter, and she said, who did this? I go, well, it was me. Isn't it pretty cool looking? She goes, she, she, so I could, I could literally see her head shaking like this because part of her, part of her degree was uh, advertising and, you know, marketing and that kind of stuff. She goes, uh-huh. dad, don't ever do that again. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That sounds like what Mary told me when I uh, turned all my underwear pink. <laughs> oh I was, my God. Yes. Yeah. So I was I, in Arizona so, doing, so doing some, my own like, laundry. Pink socks? What'd you have? What'd you have in there? Pink that did it? A t-shirt? No, I, was, no, I don't remember what it was. Probably some kind of a t-shirt. But I threw everything in the same load. I had yeah, never had. That's, I had never had a problem um, doing that before. But uh, this particular time, it just was disastrous. Mary shows up and she walks in the closet. And, hmm, how come all your underwear is pink? Oh boy, I had to. Well, I was hoping to get that all replaced by the time you got home. but Well, she did uh, say, okay, you're banned from doing laundry from now on, which yeah. uh, turns out to have been an advantage. If I had known that, I'd be wearing pink underwear a long time earlier if I had known that was going to happen. So I, I've got a question for some of the ladies in the audience. Okay, I don't know why this is, but if you're going to turn your underwear pink, you can pretty well always count on it being a red T-shirt. So yeah. why it why is it the color red dye is more prevalent or or willing to leave the garment and make it over to my underwear? I have a little bit of a speculation on that. You remember years ago when all of a sudden the food fanatics were all up in arms about red dye number two, and yeah. they couldn't they couldn't have it in food anymore because it was going to kill everybody on the planet and all the. Chemical companies had to stop making food with red dye number two. I'm wondering if they didn't start using that in laundry instead, and it just turns out not to be as color fast as other colors they were using. Well, here's your fun fact for the day. Do you know what red dye is made from? I don't, unless, well, I would say ochre. Is that right? Ochre? Uh, uh, No. It was close. Not real close, but it was close. Uh, <laughs> I don't know whether they still do this, but back in the day, you used, they, there's a particular kind of beetle, and they used to make red dye out of beetle wings. Oh, no kidding. Wow. Yeah. There are there are beetle nuts. Some primitive peoples chew beetle nuts all day long. That's a whole are... different. That's a whole different. <laughs> yeah, that's a different kind of beetle, I hope. Yeah, you got that right. So anyway, well, as the if you're nominal... not going to... Yes, then time to crack the whip. However, you used to. You started out enticing the audience with your dumbest law. Uh, okay, I, I, gar- I guarantee you I'll get the dumbest law thing going again. All and right. I, I, am thoroughly, I am thoroughly looking forward to that because I enjoy it. And uh, yeah. it's just crazy, the stuff that's on the book. So let's go ahead and get some work done, some money okay. making work. And uh, I will I will uh, mute myself out and I will behave on this end of the world. Well, here we go. I've been yakking at everybody and, and haranguing them about the ANOC annual notice of change, A-N-O-C. And uh, I am uh, my my uh, drug plan of choice is the well care 
value script plan. And so lo and behold, my ANOC for that plan showed up at the house the other day. I was so excited. It is exactly, it is, it's an actually um, a legal document because just like in stockholders um, uh, prospectuses, it's got pages in the back that are in various languages. And then it has a blank page that says this page intentionally left blank. Um, and I swear I could practice my reading of Mandarin, uh, whatever the uh, Chinese, Cantonese, Chinese, Mandarin, English, Spanish, Tagalog, French, Vietnamese, German, Korean, Russian, uh, some kind of Arabic, uh, Hindi, Italian, Portuguese, French, Creole. Aren't they Americans? Why isn't it just regular French, Polish, Japanese, all these languages to ensure that the uh, United States of America will never become a melting pot again. I think we were stronger and happier when we were a melting pot and when our immigrants learned how to speak the uh, English language. So we're catering to all these people. But one of the things I wanted to say, if you open your ANOC and page through it, uh, mine on page eight tells me what the cost of the WellCare value script prescription drug plan is going to be. It says my cost, the plan cost for 2023 monthly premium is $8.10. And then it says the 2024 monthly premium, zero, zero dollars and zero cents. Now it also says (laughs) with an asterisk, your premium may be higher than this amount. (laughs) I don't know why they have that, But in fact, in some states that I've quoted for people, the plan costs 50 cents a month instead of completely being cost-free. So for some reason, in some places, it's zero. In some places, it's 50 cents a month. I haven't seen any place in the U.S. that I've quoted that's been higher than this. So my recommendation to my people and clients and listeners of this podcast who are thinking about their 2024 drug plan. If they don't take any drugs, or if the only drugs they take don't really pay, if they're generics, they're inexpensive, they're tier one drug, maybe some tier two drugs, um, don't even worry about asking me to um, check the veracity of your prescription drug uh, testing. Just go out and uh, go to the WellCare Health Plan website and enroll in Will care value script. And that will be a very inexpensive way to go for 2024. And this is, I mean, it's a sure thing if you're not taking any drugs at all, any prescription drugs. <clears throat> and if you are taking just a couple of uh, generics, it's still going to be your best bet. I just quoted uh, the drug plan. <clears throat> Actually, I was testing uh, Melissa. She quoted it. And then I went back and redid her her quoting, and this guy takes six drugs, and he is, um, we came up with the same results, so Melissa did a stellar, fantastic job on that one, and his cheapest drug plan was the WellCare value script, even though he takes five or six different drugs. So my advice to you, if you are looking around and wondering, for the last two years, the Silver Script Smart Saver plan was the cheapest at about eight or nine dollars a month. Now it is going to be the well care value script at from zero dollars a month to 
50 cents a month. <clears throat> and then you too will get a beautiful ANOC next year that will show you what the um, changes in their uh, their pharmacy network are and the changes in their formulary, which is their list of drugs. The way they show you this in this multi-page document is they refer you to their website. So this whole thing, it's 18, 20, 22 pages long. They tell you to uh, go look at their website to find the really important information. But that's one of the things that your ANOC is good for. Are there going to be some surprises? Are they going to double, triple your, your uh, premium? Are they going to drop a lot of your important drugs from their formulary? In this case, the WellCare Value Script plan appears to be poised to take over the marketplace for prescription drug plans. So <clears throat> that's my suggestion. If you're looking for a cheap prescription drug plan and you don't have very many drugs or your drugs are all generics, if you take some, WellCare Value Script plan is the way to go. Okay. Prescription insurance carriers are counting on you to be a to be passive during the annual enrollment period. Well, we're in what they refer to as the annual enrollment period. Uh, I've always been taught it was the annual election period, but the initials are the same, AEP. That's the period between October 15th and December 7th <clears throat> when people who have a Medicare Advantage plan are free to get another Medicare Advantage plan or to disenroll from their Medicare Advantage plan and go to regular Medicare, which I always recommend, uh, or they can disenroll from their Medicare Advantage plan and then purchase a separate freestanding prescription drug plan. So they have a lot of options and the annual election period allows them to decide and elect the plan that they want to have for the coming year. <clears throat> so this article here says, it may seem counterintuitive, but many Medicare beneficiaries, that's you if you participate in Medicare, many Medicare beneficiaries are opting to stay put with their drug coverage despite premiums being at an all-time high. And this gives insurance companies just what they want, a complacent market that makes room for higher premiums. Now, I just told you that the WellCare Value Script plan was going to be zero or 50 cents a month in every place I've ever seen in the United States so far. And um, this article seems to think that the drug companies are going to be jacking up the rates in order to um, fool the people or to pick the pockets of the people who are affected by inertia, the people who really aren't going to be inclined to do a lot of work to, say, call a guy like me to shop their drug plan or to follow the instructions that I've left for the uh, uh, listeners to this podcast or that I've placed in the book, allowing you to search for your own drug plan. There's a bunch of people out there who just really aren't going to be changing their plans because it's too hard to do it. Those are the people, this article says, the drug companies are hoping to uh, siphon some extra cash from their pockets. So the article goes on to say, everyone's been hit hard by inflation, so why wouldn't you take advantage of the opportunity to save money on your Medicare insurance? For starters, academic researchers have speculated that during election years, people tend to hold off on spending due to the uncertainty that surrounds these important elections. Another culprit could be brand loyalty. It's no secret that good marketing can generate lifetime customers 
and for a long time. Now, that's really a scary thing because instead of using a scientific method like I have illustrated in the book and like I have demonstrated on the podcast, um, the absolute wrong way to pick the best drug plan for you is to have brand loyalty to one company over another company. Stop thinking in terms of this company is a good company, so their drug plan must be good. That's just not the case. Some of the scariest drug plans come from the blues, Blue Cross Blue Shield, and companies, otherwise highly respected companies like um, Mutual of Omaha and uh, Humana. Some of their plans are hugely expensive. So brand loyalty is going to work to your disadvantage. It's going to cause you to have a drug plan that you won't be able to get out of for the course of the year. And it's going to be just a waste of money. I quoted a drug plan recently for a gentleman who's been my client for a couple of years. Very, very nice guy. And uh, he wanted to buy all of his drugs at Walmart. He gave me three pharmacies that he likes to go to, but Walmart is his favorite. So I quoted the drug plan with the three pharmacies in it. And um, Walmart was the most expensive. He could still refill all of his prescriptions at Walmart, but it was two or three times the cost of uh, his out-of-pocket expense would have been at the other pharmacies. So he's got two reasonably priced pharmacies and then Walmart was higher priced, but the cheapest drug plan was this Wal- uh, this uh, WellCare value script. And he said, I just want a plan where I can go to Walmart and get my drugs cheap. He said, um, you got three other or two other plans. So you got a total of three well care plans showing as the cheapest, the second cheapest and third cheapest. And each one has a higher premium than the first one. Why don't I just take the one with the highest premium? And that way, since that's a better plan, because I'm paying more for it, I'll be happier with it. And I had to say, no, that is not the way it works. The best plan is the cheapest plan. If you can't tell me another drug that you might be forced to start taking in the middle of the year, if you can't tell me what the future holds from now until next year at this time, then get the cheapest plan that accommodates your current needs, the current drugs that you take and the pharmacies that you patronize. And that is going to be the best plan. In his case, it's going to be the WellCare Value Script at I think it's 50 cents in his case. Uh, He's down in Texas. So he hasn't responded to me yet. I can't wait to see how much explaining I'm going to have to do before he finally understands that paying more doesn't get you higher quality. And Randy and I had that conversation just a couple of episodes ago. Let's see. Um, So we discussed brand loyalty. Um, Let's see. It was implied that the only place to enroll in Medicare insurance was with one specific senior organization, ARP. Oh, God, I don't like ARP. This led to many to tie themselves to ARP, even if they did not share the same left-leaning beliefs. During the year 2022, ARP had some of the highest prescription drug plan premiums on the market, about 30% higher than the next comparable plan according to the Kaiser Family Foundation. We're certainly at the point where the ARP drug plan is so expensive that it's likely that most people in it could save money by switching. But it comes down to brand loyalty. Unfortunately, ARP is not the only one taking advantage of customers who decide to leave well enough alone. During the past few years, a new pattern has emerged. 
Consumers enroll in a low-cost drug plan only to realize the premium significantly increases the following year. Moreover, those who failed to do their research only realize the price hike after the annual enrollment period ended, leaving them with no other option but to keep their high-priced uh, high drug plan. On the other hand, there are those who knowingly chose to stay because they couldn't be bothered changing plans. Both scenarios create opportunities for insurance carriers to slide in higher rates the following year. Maybe you've had a wonderful experience with your current carrier, and they have always covered your prescriptions. That's great. But keep in mind that drug plans are subject to change each year. What happens when your plan becomes unaffordable or doesn't cover your essential medications? Whether you are nervous about the upcoming changes or have the, if it's not broken, don't fix it mentality, you are doing yourself a disservice by not shopping around for prescription drug coverage annually. And I'm with, I'm with that sentiment all the way. It is um, one way to just, uh, you know, take your money out of your pocket and set it on fire is another way to uh, waste your resources. But these drug plans don't know that you own them. And they're not going to have their feelings hurt if you leave one drug plan and enroll in a different drug plan, uh, this AEP. So better make up your mind and take the necessary action before the 7th of December. So I wrote a little note to myself at the top of the next article. It says turmoil. And I thought to myself, hmm, that's a fairly accurate, um, this, uh, accurate, a fairly accurate adjective for what's going on in this thing. UNC, University of North Carolina Health, has a dispute with United Healthcare, and it could leave thousands out of the network. The story is about a week old or so, and it says University of North Carolina Health is notifying nearly 200,000 of its patients that their coverage could be affected by a dispute with United Healthcare, one of the largest health insurance companies in the U.S. UNC, University of North Carolina Health, is also displeased with how often United Healthcare denies patient claims, according to this letter obtained by the reporting agency. Uh, the contract between UNC, University of North Carolina Health, and United Healthcare is set to expire April 1st of next year. Why it matters. If the contract expires, hundreds of thousands of patients across the state would be considered out of network at UNC Health, which could lead to many patients having to find a new doctors. Now, this presumably includes Medicare Advantage plan holders. So you buy a Medicare Advantage plan because you believe the lies and the exaggerations that they tell you during um, your sales meeting. Uh, you you sign on the dotted line, the agent collects an outrageously huge commission, and then at some point, you find out that the contract between your insurance company and your favorite medical facility that has all of your doctors in it is uh, they're going to part company, and your insurance company will not pay for you to be treated by the doctors that you've been used to, that you've selected, that you have grown accustomed to. Um, let's see, 10,000 University of North Carolina health employees and their dependents are covered by the by United Healthcare. And United Healthcare, uh, oh, okay, the, the uh, University of North Carolina health system is moving those 10,000 employees to a new insurer in January. 
Now, on the other side, United Healthcare said in a statement it believes that University of North Carolina Health is attempting to create unnecessary fear and stress among its patients as a negotiating tech. Uh, the insurer is committed to reaching a long-term agreement over the next six months, said a spokesman for the company. A flashback. The dispute is similar to one healthcare had with WakeMed last year. I don't know what WakeMed is. That caused thousands of patients to be considered out of network for months. And that to you, ladies and gentlemen, if you've got a Medicare Advantage plan, a dispute between your medical facility and the insurance company could cause you to be considered out of network and thus probably not insured for treatment by your favorite doctors. Um, And you would have nothing to say about it. United Healthcare's contract disputes have extended across the country to hospital systems in Charlotte, Orlando, Louisville, and Boulder, Colorado. What they're saying, uh, University of North Carolina Health in a letter to employees said the hospital system is struggling with inflation and staffing shortages coming out of the pandemic, and that United Healthcare is re- is not reimbursing the hospital at a high enough level. We must hold payors, including United Healthcare, accountable for adequate reimbursement and voice our concerns when administrative burdens like improper denials and pre-authorization barriers get in the way of care. So what they're saying is that United Healthcare has refused patient treatment when they've asked for permission to either to see specialists or to have uh, specialized um, or to have, I guess, any kind of procedures done that would cost money, uh, they've refused to pay for uh, treatment that patients have needed. Uh, U- University of North Carolina Health is urging United Healthcare to mirror our own commitment, which is prioritizing patient welfare. Well, I think that's probably enough sadness and depression for today. Um, typical of Medicare Advantage plans, huh, Randy? Disappointment is just around the corner. Oh, dear. How long are we going to have to be in business and keep beating the same drum? Until they're... You can't can't trust a Medicare Advantage plan. You just can't. There's a reason that I've come up with all these acronyms for Medicare Advantage plans. Scam Vantage. A good one. Very good one. Medicare Disadvantage. That was the original and... You're still that your was the original, yeah. And one of my current favorites is Metacrap. Yeah, that uh, that's got a lot of um, uh, emphasis in the right syllable. Yeah, I'm just. I don't know how long people are going to take to uh, pull their head out of the sand and figure out that Medicare Advantage plans are doing nothing for them well, and uh, making life more miserable. They are. Uh, drawing out and dragging their feet on pre-approvals, which are no good. You know, they're not a good situation anyway. Absolutely. I mean, we've pro- you and I in this podcast have proven time and time and time again, based on research, that they do this. They drag their feet, hoping that people are going to give up and walk away. It's the same thing that happens when uh, a Canadian healthcare system uh, takes over. They ration care. They save money and reduce their spending by rationing care. In this case, they can ration it by denying uh, their their clients permission to get the treatment that they need. And yeah. it's just an yeah. unfortunate set of circumstances. I don't get it. I really don't get it. Come on, people. Listen to the facts. Don't listen to us. 
Listen to the facts. You can get them anywhere. So anyway, having done that little mini rant today, Uh I'm going to say that we need to land the plane because our 75 cents worth of time is up. But before I do, there's several things I always like to mention. One is, is that Doug loves to hear from you. He loves to communicate with his clients. And you can do that by sending him an email at dbj at mlmmailbag.com. Don't forget that Doug is a nationwide licensed agent to help you with your Medicare supplement planning. You can check us out at medicareforthelazyman.com. We would also appreciate you finding a place to give us a review on the podcast and the books. It's all about numbers in our life, and I know you'll help us out because we can always use the numbers. Last but certainly not least is thank you for joining us. We always appreciate it because without you, we wouldn't have nearly as much fun as we do. And just in case you weren't checking your wristwatch, you have just spent about 32 and a half minutes with Doug Jones, the anti-insurance insurance guy from Oklahoma. No more. He lives full time up in the high ground behind Cave Creek, Arizona, except when he's in the flatlands of Illinois. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, come on back and see us again sometime. You hear? Bye-bye.